Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right into it. You guys are under a winter storm warning. And Bonnie, if any indication of the last five days are anything, you guys are set up for a very historic snowstorm. I mean, I can't believe it's panning out. Like, I remember us talking about this last week and being like, okay, let's not lose our heads. 16 inches is just crazy. Like, that's probably not going to happen. And here we are in an 8 to 10 inch range of snow and potentially more in the middle of the week. So it's it's literally like it's happening. Snowmageddon is happening. It, it is happening. And it's not just, you know, sometimes we might micro focus on Oklahoma, rightfully so, but Bonnie, everywhere from the Oklahoma-Kansas border all the way down to Mexico is under a winter storm warning just in your neck of the woods. Right. Just in my neck of the woods is the key thing because there is some sort of winter-related watch, warning, or advisory from coast to coast. Yes, you can literally trace the outline of the jet stream Mm -hmm. from the West Coast all the way through, down through the Midwest, and then right up the East Coast. Um We'll talk about what I went through the last five days because it has been awesome. And what I am dealing with is what you will be eventually dealing with here. You know, it's starting today and then we'll go through the next part of the week. But Bonnie, you look at it. Um, I'm not a weather expert in terms of climatology with snow in the Midwest. But I know it's very rare for a place like Oklahoma City to have a snowstorm where you get more than, say, five to eight inches. Yes, definitely double digit inches is not something we get very often, if ever. I mean, I'm sure it's happened a few times in the past, but it's just super, super rare. And and not only to get double digit inches of snow, but to also have the cold, cold temperatures that we have. It's just it's all historic all the way around, because this is just like I've had all of my my kitchen sink and bathroom sink cabinet doors open for the last week because it hasn't been above like 20 degrees for a week. Bonnie, what was it? What did you tell me your temperature spread was today? So right now we're five degrees and our high today is seven. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's just downright tropical. <laughs> it just doesn't even sound right to be like our high is seven. Like I just, I've never said that phrase in my life. Like I don't even... It doesn't even make any sense to me, honestly, but that's what our high is, is seven. Right, and that is brutally cold air, and that has been in place for a long time. Yes, and wind chills are negative 18, negative 20, negative 21 degrees. Like, it's, you can't be outside. Like, when I'm letting Clyde out, I'm standing at the back door, and as soon as he's done with his business, I'm like, come right back in. Because he, even though he's hairy, he's got a lot of hair, I still don't want to leave him outside. No. He and- actually, he had a haircut appointment yesterday and I canceled it because I was like, I want him to keep his coat no, <laughs> for it's the smart. next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's keep the natural insulation in place just for a hot minute. Exactly. Oh, man. Bless his heart. Oh, I'm glad that he is okay. I'm glad that you are staying warm. Uh, but you're right. You know, we talk about these watches and warnings all the way from what I'm dealing with right now in Oregon, like we said, down through parts of... The Rockies into the Southern Plains, into the Midwest, up the East Coast seaboard. And it's not just, okay, this is going to be one big storm that's moving west to east, Bonnie. It's a series of storms. I'm in wave number three. You're getting ready for wave number one. Yes, and we do have a wave two coming here towards the middle of the week-ish. So, yeah, it's it's crazy that this is just going to be shot after shot after shot. And it's not just a little bit of sprinkly snow or sprinkly sleet. Like it's, it's a dumping. And and I will say this whole last week, we've actually, it's snowed every day, but it's just been light flurries and whatever. Like there's probably about a half an inch or maybe, maybe not quite a half an inch of snow on the ground already from this last week. And I want to point out the sun came out yesterday and that snow did not really melt. <laughs> right. Uh, I would want to say I watched a cut in, gosh, it's Sunday, so maybe the cutting was on Friday, 
Uh, David Payne from Oklahoma News 9. I was on, he's like, oh, did you guys feel the sun right? You know, the sun it felt really warm today if you were outside. Yeah, okay, yeah. bro. It's, uh, you know, 11 degrees. Of course, any of the sun time feels well. And here's the thing. February sun, the sun angle in February does warm the pavement. It does have some strength behind it. However, it's really hard to break through when your temperature is 10 degrees. Exactly. Like it's, it's a, it's a serious battle between the angle of the sun, which like you said, is a better angle because we're getting closer to spring and summer. So it's, it, the angle is changing, but yeah, when the temperature is that cold, it's really hard to overcome that. So, I mean, yeah, being in the direct sun, you might've felt a little warmth just from the sunlight itself, but it, I mean, obviously not enough to do anything. Yeah. You, you need the, you need warmer air from the golf to interact with this and, Man, you guys are, you're going to get the warm air and interact with it, except it's just going to create more of cyclogenesis, which means more impacts, more available moisture, more snow, more sleet, more freezing rain. It's a mixed bag of treats. Luckily here, we're really just getting snow, but I know you said you're about to get freezing rain. Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana is about to get freezing rain. So it's kind of just, you know how your atmosphere is stacked up right now in whatever part of the country you are on what kind of winter precip you get, but it's going to be winter precip. So be prepared. Yeah. It, it's going to be winter precip. It's going to be bad. And it's one of those things where we're not necessarily counting the days until it's over because we don't know when it's going to be over. It's more of let's just make sure we survive the next five, six, seven days. I mean, I saw next weekend our high is supposed to be like 39, so that's pretty warm. <laughs> we'll take it. Like, I'm just going to keep saying crazy phrases like the high is 7 and 39 is warm. So I'm just going to keep saying ridiculous things like that because that's literally where we're at right now in the weather. Because, right. wow. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've seen the meme where it says, you know, folks from the upper Midwest, when the temperature reaches 35, they take their clothes off. Yeah, yeah, that's like shorts and flip-flops. Like, it's that's where we're at in life. It's true. Conversely, people in Phoenix still wear sweatshirts and jeans at 80 because it's cold. Exactly. It's so... People who don't love the weather, they're just... They're missing out because this is the craziness that we love right here. It really, it really is. Well, again, if you guys somehow verify your forecast and it looks like you're going to of anywhere from, you know, 10 to 20 inches of snow... Um, I hope you don't go out and shovel, just stay home and let it melt off naturally because that's just a whole other recipe for disaster. Definitely. But it's, it's a drier snow. And so it's, the wind has picked up today. So that's another issue we're having is kind of white out conditions, blizzard like conditions. There's no blizzard warning or anything yet, but, um, when it's dry, it doesn't, stick and stay stuck it blows around easily and you can't see anything so that's already starting so i just i think i'm gonna just stay home i think that's the best case scenario well you mentioned blizzard warnings um we just got out of one in an area very close to me so we've talked a lot on the show about the columbia river gorge how this becomes the main air transport vessel for cold air either you know modified arctic air or real arctic air or just really really cold air well, we talked last week, the setup was going to be one of those ones where we would look at, and sure enough, lo and behold, starting Thursday, Bonnie, it got to be interesting real quick. You know, we sat there and it's like, okay, we had watches and warnings posted. We were model riding every six hours. We knew the cold air was going to come through the gorge, and the whole question was, how far south does the cold air make it into the Willamette Valley? Are we talking like Salem Mid-Valley? Are we talking Southern Valley? Places like Corvallis or Eugene. And once that wind started kicking up, uh, it was fascinating to watch. I actually have a timeline, and I'll post a photo when the event ends. And we're still in the event right now. So there's not like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. This is great. We can get on about. Every day has been something different, and every day has been a new forecast challenge. Um, it started really, like I said, on Thursday, the first big East wind gust that brought cold air comes to my place around 1025, less than an hour later, we have sleet falling and we're like, okay, you know, we know we're going to have some warm air that's going to have to get mixed out. And 
for the next five hours, it was sleet. We got up to a quarter inch of sleet. Finally switched over to all snow around 10 p.m. 11.30, we have drifting snow. <laughs> uh, blizzard conditions in the Columbia River Gorge. I-84 shut down. Heavy snow at 1 a.m. Deformation bands are setting up. Um, we're looking at you know, an inch an hour snowfall rates at 2.30 in the morning. And just all this stuff was taking place, and you're like, okay, what's going to happen forecast-wise? Because we know every six hours we're getting new forecasts, we're getting new models, and it just never seemed to like fully stop. And it was fascinating to watch because we're starting to see temperatures like around Salem are above freezing, and we're like, okay, good. We know where we're going to have this line set up of where the really bad weather is going to be and where we'll be able to you know, kind of maybe get out of it. Well, National Weather Service decides, you know what? Stuff doesn't look right. We're going to pop an ice storm warning for the mid-central Willamette Valley. And it's a good thing they did because you started picking up places that had been in freezing rain for several hours, starting to get half an inch, three-quarters of an inch, full-on inch of ice. And stuff's starting to come down. I mean, a quarter of an inch is the is the is like the threshold. Like right. anything past a quarter of an inch, then things start to get bad. Everything starts to fall, power lines, tree limbs. So to have an inch, that's a lot of ice. A lot of ice. And if you add even a little tiny poof of wind, boom, done. It's right. over. And the I will I will say this. The blessing was the wind wasn't as strong down there. But it was still strong enough to interact with the ice. Bonnie, I mean, you've seen the photos from Oklahoma in a bad ice storm, right? Trees down left and right, power poles down left and right, power lines, everything's down. That's what the central Willamette Valley and southern Willamette Valley looks like. These places are huge agricultural, like, places. And you're going to have a lot of damage to fruit trees, nut trees, um there are a lot of cannabis farms in that area that are going to be impacted by freezing rain. And so that was kind of the historic part to that snowstorm where we knew that areas like up around where I was in the West Metro of Portland, the Southwest Metro, we were that fine line between freezing rain, sleet and snow. Everywhere kind of north of me was in this pure snow game. And we'll talk about that in a second. But to watch that line dance. And you could see it on the radar, too. And that was fascinating to me. And I do have a couple screen grabs that I will eventually share uh, on social media. Just, you know, stuff that I found very interesting. But you could watch that line dance. And there were times where I was in a pure snow. And then eight miles to the south of me was nothing but freezing rain. Yeah. And it's just because that freezing line, like you said, it, it squiggles around yep. and it moves around. And so, you know, the neighborhood just down the street could be in a totally different weather situation than you are just because of where that line is set up 100 percent. and like i said the models did a really really good job of handling it uh you and i talked about a shout out to the high rapid refresh man that thing was spot on within you know a 24-hour window and then every hour was just it was it was amazing you know i'm not gonna say it's my new favorite because the giraffe right now might be my new favorite but you know what the age just like that one because you can say giraffe. I do. <laughs> that that is true. Um, but the high rapid refresh, I mean, just for snow amounts, for snow accumulation, for radar reflectivity, was spot on. And you know, part of the thing that we were looking at is this first wave moved through, and we got dumped on with about five and a half inches of sleet and snow in my at my place. Uh, places to the north got significantly more snow. Places in Clark County, which is the major metro county in the state of Washington, right across the river, they're looking anywhere today from 8 to 12 inches of just wow. of snow. And it was never a changeover for them. And if it did change over, it was very, very small, where they maybe got a little crust. I think the most I had in freezing rain is about a half inch, but that's compacted on top of, you know, a layer of sleet and then more sleet on top of that and then snow on top of that. So... You know, just the dynamics and meteorology of this was amazing. And, you know, we talked about in our weather groups, the second low that came in, which was going to be the real big shot of moisture. Where does the triple point go? Where does the low go? How much, you know, warm air can this thing pull up from the south? And, you know, we're like, okay, well, let's just wait and see. Let's see what the models say. 
And all the models were like, listen, we're all going to have this changeover once the cold front moves through back to all snow. And I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. I know the triple point is north of us. We would stay in that warm sector until the cold front actually moves through. But sure enough, cold front moves through and we all change back over to snow. And it was just, it was fascinating to watch everything, you know, that makes me a weather nerd. I'm beyond exhausted right now. I'm supposed to go to work today and do a 10 hour shift to Amazon. And we're the only building in the network open in the area. Uh, Our boss is just like, you got to come to work. Great. None of the other buildings are open. Tractors are stuck in the gorge. So I've spent pretty much the better part of the last 72 hours awake. I'm going to pay for it at some point, but it has been absolutely worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I I slept okay last night, but didn't because I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up and there's going to be snow. I'm going to wake up and it's going to snow all day. And I just was, like, so pumped. So I definitely know how you feel. I tried to (laughs) – I have blackout curtains in my room just because my hours are a little bit off from other people. I mean, I'm usually not off at work till 1.30 in the morning. So I, by the time I get home, it's, you know, two and then sleep by two thirty if I'm, if I'm really, you know, focused on staying on a routine. And that means I'm up somewhere between nine 30 and 10 30 in the morning when it snows or when it freezes in rain or when there's a wind event, I sleep with my windows, like the coverings open so I can see outside. It kills me because I sleep terribly. But I also know that I can wake up at five o'clock in the morning, roll over and see what's happening outside and then be like, oh, OK, you know, I can you know, pull the shades and pull the curtains if I have to and go back to bed. With that said, the last 72 hours, I've tried to sleep as much as possible. I've taken naps during the day, which, you know, God bless naps. They're amazing because <laughs> it gets you, you know, because it allows you to function the rest of your day. But um, it has been just absolutely fascinating. And. Uh, you know, it's funny. My mom sent me a text. She goes, I know you've got to be exhausted. She goes, you've literally had to be on for 72 hours. And I do Facebook live updates for weather stuff because I love it. And I love sharing, you know, the passion that I have for weather. But she goes, you look really tired. <laughs> Gee, thanks, mom. You're like, thanks, mom. <laughs> right. And I, and I heard that from other people, too. And I was just like, yeah, I do. And I am. But it's it's what I want to do. And so we may do with it. But you know, we talk about the forecast challenges. And so every day it has always been, okay, you know, this will be the day that we'll start to see some southerly wind and help kind of stir up the atmosphere and start scouring things out. I know somebody that's looked at a lot of models and I've been around this area for a hot minute that when somebody tells me, oh, the east wind is going to stop blowing today, I look at them and I laugh (laughs) saying, I've seen this game before. I've been in this game before and it doesn't work this way. The models will say it's going to scour out the cold, but guess what? It doesn't scour out the cold. You literally need a very strong push from the south or the west to kick that wind out coming out of the gorge and push that cold air back. And lo and behold, woke up this morning and I'm like, okay, yesterday was great. I was able to get out and actually drive on the snow a little bit. Yes, we had had freezing rain. Yes, we had had sleet. My storm total is going to end up being about five and a half inches combined of sleet, snow and freezing rain, which is a lot for me. Uh, The models kind of underplayed it where I was, but again, we knew that was probably going to happen. I wake up this morning to an ice storm warning and I'm like, for who? (laughs) You're like, that's not for me. I'm like, that's not for me. And then sure enough, pull up in the, you know, the national weather service text that I got. And it's like Portland Metro area, ice storm warning. I'm just like, why? And the (laughs) ice storm warnings, they come so late. They do. It's like it comes right before the event is going to start. Like we've been in a winter storm watch for today for a couple of days, and then it was upgraded to a warning yesterday. But like when we had our ice storm back in October, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, winter weather advisory. And then that morning of the ice storm, boom, switched to an ice storm warning. And then it was ice immediately after that. So, you know, so to me, an ice storm warning is like like a tornado watch. Right in the spring, you know, it's like the worst of the worst. It's the big one because it's so, it's the most damaging. I think it is the most damaging. And again, like I said, places to the South of me have had it already. And they, you know, we saw extensive damage. We're looking at eight, nine, 10 inch icicles hanging off power lines. We're looking at trees coming down on top of cars and houses. And, 
You know, I still have friends that are without power. I have a friend that has had a tree fall onto her house. And I've had other friends that have branches through the roofs of their houses just based on the weight of this ice. And so when I see ice storm warning today, I'm like, okay, you know, I know that I have some snow on the ground. I know there's some ice. I should be able to drive on it. Bonnie, I'm looking out the window right now. The radar is completely clear, but I can see that it's misting outside. And I can see the fresh glaze of ice on the car across the street. Can we talk about how that's all that it takes? Oh, yes, we can. Let's talk about what happened in Dallas a couple of days ago. That is, if you have not seen that video, um, just go on any social media platform and type in Dallas, Texas wreck from this week. And you will quickly see what not even a tenth of an inch of ice will do. It was like misting. It was literally, and I mean, it was like that here. We had serious wrecks too, just because there was a very fine mist coming down. And that's all it took because it was so cold to put a layer of ice on the road. And I have never, I mean, that video stops my heart every time I watch it. I mean, these semis that are going 65 can't stop. And they just slam into this wreck that's already happened. And what they say it was like 140 cars or something like that. Yep, 140 cars, I believe six deaths over 60 oh. injuries. Um, and you're right. There's nothing they could have done to stop or prevent it. Nope. And, the and two- it, you could tell. You could oh, tell yeah. that they weren't pressing 100%. on the gas. 100%. They were just sliding. 100%. And again, this goes back to the meteorology of elevated roadways. Um, yep. If you watch the Weather Channel at all on Wednesday... They talked about this extensively, and they did such a great job of explaining why it is important to avoid bridges and overpasses and elevated roadways when it is cold outside and there is moisture in the atmosphere. Because it is going to be the one place that starts the freezing process, and it's going to be the deadliest because there's no insulation. There's no natural ground temperature around it to keep it just above freezing. And... To watch that video, and again, I you know I've come from a lot of years working in newsrooms and seeing stuff like this. That what you said about your heart stopping is exactly how I felt. I just, I mean, I watched this FedEx semi truck yep. just slam over like five cars yep. and just, oh, I I can't even imagine, and I I don't even. The emergency crews that had to be out there to yep. pull people out and whatever. I just can't even, I just can't even imagine. And yeah, that happened on I-35 in Dallas. And we all know how the highways are in Dallas. Like none of them are touching the ground. They're nope. all elevated and weaving in and out of each other. And ugh. Right. And again, like we said, it was a, a misty shower. Mm-hmm. Barely anything. Nothing that would trigger you to be like, ooh. It could be really bad out, you know, it was just enough. And I mean, that's really all it takes is it's just, you know, like hydroplaning. It just takes that itty bitty layer of not being able to grip the road with your tires. And that's it. You're, you're ice skating. That's all that you're doing. Yep. The coefficient of friction is basically dropped to zero where it doesn't matter what you have on your tires outside of maybe even studs. You're not, you're not breaking through this and you're not going to have any type of traction whatsoever. Um, you know, it could have been much worse uh, just based on when it happened. Thankfully, it was at least early enough in the morning where traffic was heavy on the commute, but it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, you know, like it could have been closer to eight or something yeah. like that where it was more packed. Exactly. Exactly. And again, we're not we're not making light of that situation at all because it is a deadly wreck. And we knew, you know, as soon as I mean, you sent me the picture, you were the first one to reach out to me and say, have you seen this yet? Um, and that's what I was waking up to. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was it it gave me chills. So it's giving me chills right now just talking about it where yeah. you just have to be so careful and so on top of it when, you know, temperatures are below freezing and that there is precip in the area. And again, 90 percent of the people probably didn't even realize it. No. And can you imagine being in the car or the semi or whatever and you've hit your brakes and you're just sliding and you're just, you just see this wreck ahead of you. Like, I don't even know what would be going through my head. I would be freaking out. Right. Well, I mean, I, listen, I've been in a car where you have, you know, driving on ice and snow where you slide and you, you know, you, I've never been in an accident like that, 
you know, I've hit a couple trees or bushes and, you know, did no damage, but you know, I, I, I don't want to know what that's like. Yeah, me either. Like, and yeah, I, I mean, I've been the same. Like I have slid, I've slid through a four way stop before. Right. Um, and, and had my little moments of sliding on the road, very scary. So I can't even, and nothing happened. I didn't crash into anybody or anything. So I can't even imagine being on a highway and seeing this massive wreck ahead of you. And you're like, I'm, I'm about to be part of this. Right. Put me, put me in a chase vehicle, put me in a hurricane, put me in a snowstorm. Great. Don't put me in a car with very little ice on a freeway. Right. Right. And it just, yeah, if y'all have not seen it, I mean, I've posted several things on my personal page and whether podcast, Twitter, like it's, you can just Google, there's millions of videos and pictures and aerial video and it, it will, it will just stop your heart. It'll just scare the heck out of you. My friend Courtney was like, she's like, I watched one video and she was like, I saw just part of it. She's like, I had to turn it off. I couldn't even finish it. It was just so scary and so intense. I don't blame her. I really don't blame her. I know my mom was the same way when I was talking to her about that. And it's just, you don't want anything to deal with it. And again, I'm looking out my window right now. Luckily, I see some few snowflakes mixing in, so that is good. But I know that the main slug of this next incoming warm front is going to be this afternoon. I, like I said, I'm scheduled to go to work from 2.30 to 1 a.m. The ice storm warning is in effect from 1 p.m. to 6 a.m., which is the entire time I'm at work. So... You know, do I make the decision to try and go to work or do I just stay in and say, you know what, it's not worth it? If you do decide to go in to work, I would say give yourself an hour or so to get there. Oh, 100%. I would have to. So, you know, so that way you can at least drive really slow and not have to worry. Right. And that's what I'm going to end up having to do. So I'm pulling up on the National Weather Service page here to see if they've updated their... uh, forecast discussion because the last update was at 5 a.m. this morning so uh they did update it so that's good okay oh i got up to look out the window and see what the snow is like and it's yes really really picked up really really (laughs) picked up (laughs) oh i'm so jealous so i'm gonna pull open radar scope on my phone because i have by the way so i have you tagged so i have your address right Yes. So I can watch it, and I'm looking at I'm actually looking at my radar first, and oh my lord, it's just nothing but nothing but low level precip. How I love it. Said, said tongue in cheek. So pull up in you know KTLX, which is your radar in Norman. By the way, this is the ho- most hilarious thing about it. So yeah, you got a heavy snow shower just literally popped up on top of you. However, if you were to look at radar scope and have your storm chasers the identifiers on Bonnie. It literally looks like there is a shield of storm chasers protecting you from the West all the way to the Southeast. Good. I feel safer, (laughs) right? I'm going to take a screenshot of this and I'm going to tweet this out at weather podcast and be like, look, it's Bonnie and her storm chasers. Well, and I, I just found this guy on Twitter today. I don't know how it's somebody I know liked something they posted or whatever, but it's some dude that lives in Yukon, which is West of Oklahoma city. And he, he chases and whatever. I don't, I think he just chases on his own. And so he's out in Yukon just patrolling and posting videos and stuff. And so that's, that's what that is, is just everybody who loves to just chase and be part of it is lined up watching it all come in. I love it. By the way, speaking of chasers, and weather Twitter. Did you see the memes that were coming in last night from Reed Timmer? No. Okay. So Reed Timmer was at some in and out. Do you guys have in and out in Oklahoma? I'm guessing you don't. No, he had to have been, I, I guess, in Texas maybe. Yeah, he must have been either in Texas or somewhere somewhere like that. So anyways, he was going to in and out and he's got the cheesy photo of him wearing the Elmer Fudd hat just looking looking real stupid. <laughs> but and, and we say that lovingly because, you know, we, we love Reed, but um the memes that people took and the photoshops of that were fantastic. So I'm gonna have to look for them. I think oh. I might have seen one, but I kinda maybe scrolled past it and didn't really look at it. So I'll have to go and, and look at it. Yeah, yeah. Up. Pull pull it up because it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So, you know, Reed Timmery was classic, but there were so many good ones. Somebody like superimposed a picture of him with a winter storm warning map behind and oh my gosh, it was just, it was fantastic. People had a lot of free time on their hands last night. 
hey, people are doing that with how much pink is on the map right, right now with the winter storm warning. And somebody posted the whole country map with all the warnings and everything and just pink the pop star standing next to it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and then we had the one – I got to go back and find it. I need to look at our profile. Um, one of the girls that's on OUTV was like, oh, how awesome is this? Um, Peyton Galen. It was like, how fitting the entire state to be in a pink-colored warning for Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. Sorry we did yeah, not get that in early. happy Valentine's Day. You can see where I I'm And li- it's all kind of in a heart if you look at it. It's yes. kind of a janky heart, but it kind of looks like a heart. It works. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. If you squint and turn your head, it looks yeah. kind of like a heart. Right. What it, what, it's the joke from the West Wing. It's You know what I love about the vice presidential seal? If you turn your head sideways and kind of squint, it looks like the presidential seal. There's a long joke in there, but... <laughs> comedy anyways yes um you can clearly tell where our minds at valentine's day is being addressed 30 minutes into the podcast but hey right <laughs> priorities it's that picture it's that picture of the guy looking at the girl and his girlfriend looking at him like what and it's it literally it is know, that's what it is we're focused on the weather and not valentine's day because we love the weather we so that's our valentine i was gonna, I was gonna say valentine's day is for suckers but <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to get a lot of shit from my female friends for saying that, that listen to the show. So please understand that was a joke. J-O-K-E. I'm joking. Love you all. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, we, like I said, we we have our Valentine. The weather is our yes, Valentine. It, so. is, it is today, especially. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also just want to bring to everybody's attention the little war between NWS yes. and Wendy's. Yes, please. Let's get into this because this is just too good. I don't even remember what the original Wendy's post said. So it was National It was national Roast Day. Oh, I didn't even realize it was National Roast Day. That's hilarious because it really kind of got a little out of hand for a minute. But it, was- it did. So good. <laughs> so it was not. Na- so it was National Roast Day, and so you know, other companies were tweeting to Wendy's, "Hey, roast us!" And like, oh, poor Bing from Microsoft. They're like, "Yeah, what's it like being the number one search engine when people misspell Google?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, oh, okay. This is how this is gonna be." And I mean, like, there were other ones that were just hilarious. And so somehow the National Weather or the National Weather Service responded to this one about somebody asking them to roast weather people. And that's how it started. And, and their post was pretty legit. I don't, do you have it pulled up? I don't have it pulled up, I, but please pull it up and, and read I will, their I will, I will one. find it real quick. Cause it was, it was pretty good. Whatever they said, I just can't remember exactly how they worded it. And then NWS was like, Oh yeah. And just like got him back. And then it just kind of turned into this little back and forth. And I just, I don't know. When Weather Service gets in a war with Wendy's, it just doesn't get much better than that. All right, I meant to find this, so stand by one second. Okay, we're on standby. We're live. We're live. You know, doing this live, and so sometimes we have to go find stuff because it's so good, and so we want to like read the post verbatim so that everybody understands how great this was. And it was great. So good. And this is why we love weather Twitter, because, I mean, for the most part, I mean, there's trolls out there, but for the most part, it's so good. It's so informative, one, obviously, but it's also really funny. Like, people who make these memes and all this stuff, they do really good. So, I am I live for weather Twitter. All right, so here we go. So, it originally started out as a joke. So, it says, time for everybody's favorite made-up uh, social media holiday. It's National Roast Day, like, right now. Drop me a roast me comment below. And feel the burn. So, David Walter, who is a meteorologist for Erie News Now and One Caribbean TV, he's a professor at Allegheny College. He's a National Weather Association seal holder. Tweets to them, by National Roast Day, do you mean the delicious roast beef sandwiches from Arby's? Take that, Wendy's. Right. To which he, to which Wendy's responds, by meteorologist, do you mean talking the talking suit who reads the work done by forecasting computers? So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And so that's kind of where it, it started. Well, then the National Weather Service chimes in, and this is where it gets good. 
Models are a good start, but it's the meteorologists who make the final forecast and work within their communities to make sure they're prepared that build a weather-ready nation. Speaking of which, we don't see you on our list of WRN ambassadors, Wendy's. And then people in the comments, somebody put like that all these weather people are now triggered. It was oh, just yeah. like, it's so good. It's so good. The whole thing. And to I which, just, I'm happy. And to which Wendy responds, <laughs> laugh out loud. It was a joke. Like they didn't have a, a, a comeback for that. But you're right. I mean, people are just like, <laughs> I thought it was funny, mainly because I know it's not true for me or Oz, but you really should consider becoming a WRN ambassador. It'll be the best thing you've done since the Baconator, which is better with mustard than mayo, but I digress. <laughs> the NWS that often forecasts two feet of snow only winds up with an inch or two. Yeah, that never happens with NWS forecasts. Now, if you're talking about social media forecasters that post a single model output five days before a storm, you're right. <laughs> Don't mess with the weather service. They make it rain angry badgers where you live. I just, the thing is, that's really funny though, is, is like, I'm a little bit the same way. Like if people make jokes around me about the weather, it like my first reaction is to be like, how dare you? But then like in my head, I'm, I like calm down. So it's just funny. Right. The the NWS was kind of like. And then also roasted them back and was like, oh, I don't see you as a weather-ready nation right. ambassador. Oh, it's confident. And like, people like, NWS got triggered. And then other <laughs> people are like, damn, Wendy's getting called out. It's the weather. Respect the weather. But seriously, you should become a WRN ambassador. Well, that backfired spectacularly. Wendy's, why does your <laughs> restaurant look as bad as food served there? We know, but honestly, curiously, what you expect. Are people just supposed to say anything? NWS really got their feelings hurt. <laughs> it was... I... <laughs> Hurricane uh, it Karen was just anyone? so good all the way around. It was the perfect amount of of offended, but also making jokes back. Like it was just, it was the whole thing, beginning to end, was so good. Right, and so like I mean, day. and you had this one. Now this is just this is great. This guy named Efren Afante, and I don't. Uh, he is a chief meteorologist for News 19 WLTX, and so he was like. <laughs> I may be a broadcast meteorologist, but I went to University of Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma School of Meteorology, and studied six levels of mathematics so I can compute equations like this. I do wear a suit, but I don't read off forecasting computers. I am the computer. Hashtag just saying, hashtag sorry, not sorry, and then post a bunch of equations. To which somebody responds with, bro, no one cares. Who watches the weather on TV anymore? People get that shit from Google. You're a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm, I'm I'm legitimately dead. It's 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 funny, but it's also like I'm triggered a little bit. <laughs> so all these people are like, so all these people respond, and then Wendy's chimes back in, guys. This was a joke. I'm no meteorologist, but it's cold outside. You're gonna need a thicker skin or at least a heavy coat out there. Not the guy the joke was actually intended for. He was a good sport. <laughs> That was pretty good, though. Like, it's cold outside. You're going to need thicker skin. I like that. That's funny. That's a very good play on words there. See, right. it's just this is this is the Twitter that I live for is this kind of stuff. And my, yeah. And I got I got just gotta, enough mean, but also funny. And I got to share one more. This guy, Mike Farah, who is uh, he's on weather Twitter. He's the director of the National Oceanic Atmosphere. He's NWS National Center for Environmental Prediction. So he's he runs NSEP. He's also the 2021 AMS president. So he's kind of an important person. He's, he's an important person <laughs> in the weather community. He says, geez, Wendy, we meteorologists thought you appreciated all we do to keep the public safe from severe weather events and would give us a warm reception. Instead, that reception felt a little frosty. P.S. I think I'll head over to McDonald's instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, shots like, fired. But he needs to go somewhere better than McDonald's. Right. Says so all the and another person chimed in. All the meteorologists in the replies defending themselves is even funnier. Like we all know, you, you don't need no backup with what degrees you have and this and that. But hey, can I? I can do it there, my and I can look at it myself. It's like all right, <laughs> you should take grad level dynamics. Maybe you could attempt roasting us meteorologists afterwards. Seriously, that's why I don't ever roast because I didn't make it through all of that seventeen levels of math or whatever that guy said. It's true. It's a lot. Oh my gosh, like, that was comedy. You know, so. 
<laughs> How do meteorologists survive this winter with such thin skin? They control the weather. That's how. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, and then and one last one. Brad Miller, who is a fan of the show, he's the daybreak meteorologist for KKCO in Grand Junction, Colorado. Those meteorologists who actually do make their own forecasts are also more accurate than most of your employees. I'd say I get the right order about 25% of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shout out to him. He nailed it. That's he did. so true. He did. Oh, my gosh. That was comedy. Absolute comedy. <laughs> God, I love it. Uh, I kind of want Wendy's right now. Right? I'm telling you. Then somebody took Paul Fox from Fox 13 um, in uh, Tampa <laughs> responded with a photo of like a Wendy's restaurant and it's got the reader board out front and the reader board says, did you see the GFS question mark? <laughs> Speaking of Tampa, go Buccaneers. Yes, I don't think we addressed that. We did not. You know, cheers to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who uh, kicked some serious butt in the Super Bowl. I mean, serious. They didn't even make one touchdown. Not one touchdown. You mean Kansas City? Yes. Right. Right. Yes. That's what I mean. They didn't make one no, they didn't. touchdown. And you want to know how much of the game I watched live? None of it? Yep. Because it was at work. Oh, I watched all of it live. And I I don't, I very rarely watch the whole Super Bowl beginning to end. And I, it was a really, really good game. And poor, poor Patrick Mahomes, man. He really. He did. He tried. He, he did really try. tried. Hey, but you know, listen. It's tough to beat a team, you know, when you've already played them and, you know, but hey, props to Tampa Bay. They played great. Let's talk about sports real quick because there are certain things that happen throughout the course of the year that you're going to get a large amount of TV viewing. Now, in places like Oklahoma and Texas and Kansas and, you know, in the South, NASCAR is a big deal, right? Yeah. The 2021 NASCAR season starts today. The Daytona 500, the green flag drops here in just a little bit. Bonnie, NASCAR came to the forefront of the American South and the American East when there was a major snowstorm moving up the East Coast in the 70s. And the reason why it became a big deal is because a bunch of guys crashed their cars on the last lap and then got out and started fighting each other. And people were like, this is the greatest stuff ever. Check this out. We can wreck cars and fight each other afterwards. This is amazing. And that's what really kind of spurred NASCAR to its big run up in, you know, up until probably about 2000, 2010, somewhere in there. And it's kind of declined downhill a little bit. With that said, there are two big sporting events today that are taking place in beautiful locations the daytona 500 is one in beautiful sunny daytona florida and i need to verify that forecast because i should have probably looked that up before i started talking about it but daytona is gorgeous we know this we know it's warm we know it's sunny we know it's going to be beautiful and a lot of people are going to be tuning in watching it because that's what they're going to do and you know when it's five degrees outside and the snow is blowing sideways. What else would you rather do but watch some TV where it's going to be 75 and sunny? Right? Why not? That's what yeah. I would do. So we're going to see probably some actually decent TV for the Daytona 500. It's currently 79 degrees right now in Daytona Beach. There is a 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. Looking at their radar, there are showers and thunderstorms there. So maybe it could get a little rain. The other event you have is the AT&T Pro-Am being played at beautiful Pebble Beach Golf Course along the shores of the Pacific Ocean in Carmel by the Sea, California. And if you really want to make somebody jealous, just sit there and put on golf for about four and a half hours while it's sleeting, snowing, and freezing rain outside. And you're watching guys hit a little white ball, making a couple million dollars, playing in weather that is absolutely gorgeous. So while well, we're all suffering. they're lucky that these two events are in the only two warm places in the whole country. Literally. <laughs> that, is, that is true because you're bookending the entire end of the country. It's warm in California and it's warm in Florida. Nowhere else. Right. If you look, it's a very large, cold V that has dipped down into the country. It is freezing cold. And <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh out loud. I am, but I'm not. 
because it's bad. When you pull up, if you go just go to weather.gov, right, National Weather Service homepage, and you look at the entirety of the states of Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas under a winter storm warning, while a majority of, I think, maybe one or two parishes in Louisiana are not within a warning. But, Bonnie, let's go all the way down to South Padre Island because that's a place where we all want to go hang out, right? It's going to be beautiful. Brownsville, Texas is gorgeous this time of year. You want to take a guess at what the temperature is in Brownsville right now? Mm, 18. 39 degrees. Oh. They're under a wind chill advisory. Okay. They go to a wind storm or a winter storm warning tonight, followed by a wind chill warning. They're going to get down to 29 and snow in Brownsville, Texas. Wow. Okay. Those of you that don't know, Brownsville is on the border with Mexico. Last time I checked, last time I checked, and I could be very wrong, things have changed here in the last month. But Mexico is usually a warm climate. And yeah, usually until, um, you know, this Arctic air plunges all the way to the equator. Really? And, and, you know, it's pretty damn close. Right. Not really, but, you know, for for geographic references. But you know what we're saying. It's cold. And it's cold in a lot of areas. And, and it's a large chunk of the world that's <laughs> cold. You literally have, and the line is broken because they've now had extreme, they've had um, some warnings dropped in Utah. But as you said, when we started the show, you could have drawn a line from the Pacific Northwest through the state of Oregon, Idaho, into Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, and then literally up in a line from Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida dealing with winter weather advisories. And then you have to then include parts of Pennsylvania, upstate New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, parts of uh, Massachusetts as well. And then a little area between West and uh, between West Virginia and Virginia. Yeah. V V for Valentine's day. Literally the entire cross section of the Midwest of the United States from North Dakota all the way down to Texas are under some type of either wind chill warning or winter storm warning. By my count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine states, ten states are completely covered. I take the back of that. My number's way off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 13 states currently are completely covered. 14 states are completely covered in weather watches or warnings. That is so nuts. And if you aren't in any kind of watch or warning and you're not getting any winter weather, you're cold for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's go, let's just go click into Atlanta real quick. Okay. Current temperature today in Atlanta is going to be 48 degrees. That's the, that's what the high is. There are no active winter weather watches or warnings. However, they do have, Flood warnings, flood watches, uh, special weather statements posted in their forecast office. They will transition into more colder weather going forward. But that's a perfect example. Bonnie, it's February. It's 45 in Atlanta. Yeah, like this is where we're coming out of winter and heading towards spring. And it's like, no, like winter's kind of showed up late a little bit. I mean, we got an ice storm in October, so I guess it showed up early, but... This is just very significant. This isn't just, ooh, a little cold snap. This is, ooh, no, we're trying to plunge the whole country, you know, give us all freezer burn. Literally. Literally. If you need to store some beverages or cool them, just open your door and stick them out in the snowdrift outside. Literally. I was I was at a friend's house last night for Galentine's Day, and she just put her the beers and stuff we were drinking, just put them out in the garage. Didn't Not even put them idea. in the fridge or anything because yeah. they were going to be cold out there. It works. It works well. It yeah. absolutely works well. Well, I mean, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing to me. And again, still looking at ice outside my window forming. I need to figure out what I'm going to do if I'm going to go to work or at least try to go to work. But <sighs> the mist is so heavy now that I can't see up up the hill. Normally, I'd be able to see houses up the hill behind me. I can't see it. Low clouds coming in. Uh, there are some more snowflakes mixing in, so that is good news because at least it means the cold layer is, is more intact, but... 
man, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things. I mean, I would support you not going, especially after what happened in Texas. Like, I would support you just not going. Right. And again, I'm you know I've driven on enough ice and snow to know how to do on it. I'm not comfortable with it. I you put me in snow, I'm there all day long. I can drive on snow, start to finish, no big deal. Add in just ice, that's a no go for me. Yeah, because it really, even if you've driven on it before, it just takes one wrong move of the wheel, hit your brake just slightly too hard, boom, like a whole catastrophe has happened. So it's just not even worth it. Yeah, it's just not. And I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll make that a determination here in a minute. I'm going to go finish getting ready, post the show, and then, you know, make that determination. But man, uh, I am jealous. I wish I was hanging out with you today in Oklahoma City. I would love to see 10 to 20 inches of snow over the next, you know, 24 to 36 hours. Because that is going to be epic. It's going to be so good. And I I mean, we're in the winter storm warning now for today, but we're also already in a winter storm watch for Tuesday and Wednesday. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not really over. You know, we're going to get a little break tomorrow, and then it'll pick back up on Tuesday where we're going to pick up another double digit of inches possibly. So, right. like you said, yeah, it could be 20-plus inches overall, but we'll see. I'm just shocked. I am too. I am too. But it's going to be, it's one for the record books. We had a record setting snow and ice event here and that is now, uh, you know, moved across the country and you guys are dealing with it. So uh, I wish you good luck and Godspeed. Thank you. You too. I'm glad I don't have to get out in it. So I hope that you can just stay home today. So there you go. There's my vote. You have my vote. Perfect. I will. uh, I'll have you uh, sign my, uh, my absent notice for work. Got you. Got you. As Bobby's official podcast partner and weather expert, we made it. I will. I'll electronically sign it. Boom. You should. You should. Well, another fantastic edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. One for the record books, weather-wise, and it's only just starting. So I'm looking forward to next week to getting the full recap. But from a very cold, snowy, frozen Oregon, I am Bobby. And from an even colder, snowier Oklahoma, I'm Bonnie. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.